0: Welcome to the Fantasy Sports Cave. This is your host Gio Garcia. Tonight we're doing Pickem style. We're doing Pickem style. We got a man LJ from Houston. LJ, how you doing, brother?
1: What's going on, Gio? Uh, feeling pretty good.
0: You know, I know you know my record from last week. Only lost one game last week. Yeah, solid, man. You're you, you rolling, man. You're rolling. What game? What game did you get? Uh, did you not get right?
1: It was the 49ers, man. They let uh, Josh Rosen come down on a two-minute warning and get a touchdown and a two-point conversion to beat them pretty ironic you know yeah
0: that that's and that was a that was a i mean that game i was it. Fitz scoring the touchdown was it was it i think was it that, that touchdown that Fitz scored yeah
1: but yeah. like i say, 49ers were up pretty much the whole game but they let it go at the end that's how it goes so i would have been undefeated but hey Let's, let's shoot for it again this week.
0: Yeah, that's solid. I mean, that's not bad. All right, so we're actually talking about the 49ers. They play tonight on Thursday Night Football. We also got I got that 1 in 6 Raiders going up against the 1 in 7 49ers, the Battle of the Bay. But I don't know how many people are going to tune into this game because it's not exciting at all. The Raiders just got rid of a few different players. Obviously, the Niners haven't been with Jimmy Garoppolo for the last couple of weeks. Uh, talk to me about this game.
1: Yeah, Gio, this game's going to pre be pretty boring. Um, none of these teams excite us in any way. We're just talking about the 49ers. They came off a gut-wrenching loss last week to Arizona, which is the worst team in the league. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, I think I'm going to have to go with the 49ers tonight simply because okay. of Oakland. I just think they're in turmoil, too much to overcome. Um, they're only averaging 25 minutes time of possession. For the ball, Uh, they only score 19 points, and they give up 31 points a game. So I don't see Oakland doing anything on offense tonight. I think the 49ers will be upset, considering they had that game one last week. And I think they're going to take it out on Oakland. Um, And I'm going to predict the score to be 30 to 15.
0: I think they're going to blow Oakland out tonight. 30 to 15. All right, I got that. Um, yeah, I mean it's unfortunate that they're pretty much kind of like clean house over there in uh, Oakland, and they're obviously preparing for next year. Um, yeah. yeah, got rid of Khalil Mack. You know what they got? Like I know you and uh, David mentioned this on the podcast, but they got a they got that first round draft pick, and that was very. I think that's that surprised a lot of people. They got yeah. that from from the Cowboys. Well we all know that that must be
1: uh John Groom's philosophy. Let's just stack up draft picks and let's see if we can turn out to be the Rams, because that's exactly what they did. Mm-hmm. So let's just say if he if he's trying to use that philosophy to stack up the team because he's definitely taking this year for sure.
0: Yeah, this year's uh if you're a British fan, it's not looking good at all. All right, we'll move on to the next game. The slate we got the Pittsburgh Steelers going over get the against the Baltimore Ravens. The Steelers are four two and one. The Ravens are four and four. This is always a dogfight. This is a divisional game. They Pittsburgh um, Pittsburgh's traveling to Baltimore. These games are always very intense and very tight. Uh, talk to me about these two teams.
1: Yeah, these teams know each other very well. Um, Baltimore was able to beat Pittsburgh earlier in the season. That's when Baltimore was playing good on defense. But they've kind of um, gone downhill the last couple of games. They've lost two in a row. But they're still leading the NFL in 17 points allowed. And uh, Pittsburgh can – they got a lot of firepower. They are averaging 29 points a game. So they're like top five or six in total offense. So I think this is going to come down to pretty much who's going to make plays as far as turnovers. Because Pittsburgh, you know, they get after the quarterback, 24 sacks, which is second in the league. But they need to cut down on their penalties. They're leading the league with 66. So if they can Mm -hmm. cut down on those penalties, be more disciplined, don't give up the big play for Baltimore. I think they can control this game. And um, I think I'm going to take Pittsburgh to beat Baltimore again. I think Baltimore is going to
0: lose three in a row. And I'm going to take Pittsburgh to win 28 to 20. 28 to 20. Um, any any word on the Le- Le Davion Vail situation on how that's going? Uh, nope. No word at all.
1: Same old thing. He's just holding out, just waiting to feel like when he wants to arrive, but the Steelers are going to hold Pat and uh, they're not going to trade him. So I guess it's just a
0: tug of war going on there. I mean, yeah, and they're not really hurting on that situation because uh, the running back they got what's, – what's the guy's name? I forgot his name. Connor. Connor, yeah, James Connor. That guy's a beast. Yeah, he's been doing very well. Yeah. So, I mean, they're not really hurting there. Maybe they, I don't know if they if ended up training uh, Bell, Well, we'll see what happens. But we'll move on. The next game in the slate, we got the Chicago Bears, the 4-3 Chicago Bears. They travel to Buffalo, the 2-6 and six Buffalo, who got destroyed by the Patriots last weekend. Uh, who, who do you like in this game and why? Well, obviously, I like Chicago. Um, Buffalo's dead last in
1: statistical categories. Um, like you said, they just got blew out by the Patriots. They actually had that game actually controlled if they would have made a couple of plays, but, you know, that's Tom Brady. It's hard to beat him because you know he's controlled that division so much. Um, Chicago, uh, their defense is pretty stout. They get after the quarterback as well. I think they're like third with sacks. Um, yeah, they're the third in sacks. Uh, Buffalo, you know they're they're ferocious at the quarterback position. I think they're gonna go back to Peterman because Derek Anderson looks so horrible on Monday Night Football. So. With all that said, Chicago definitely. I'm going to take them, and I'm going to take the score to be
0: 25 to 14. Yeah, and they lost a tough one to uh, to the Packers. Was it the Pack Packers last week? Who was that? No, the Packers played the Rams. Oh, excuse me they they won actually against the Jets. My bad. I, I yeah, was, I was one last week. I was looking at this wrong. I was, I was just pulled up their thing. Um, yeah, they won against the Jets. They look, I mean, they've been looking good. I mean, that defense, I mean, with Khalil Mack and everything, I think they just got to work out a few kinks there. Um, mm-hmm. And the, I think they should be good. But, yeah, this game against the Bills, the Bills ain't going to do anything. I mean, it's been it's been crazy to see, like, the way the Bills, because that, that whole Bills mafia, the fan base and everything that they had, you're like, man, they're probably going to do something this year. And, nope, not at all. No, not <laughs> at all. <laughs> Maybe next year. But all right, we'll move on to the next game. We got the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers who are three and four. They go out to visit Carolina, who's five and two. Cam Newton and those boys are looking solid. Uh, talk to me about these two teams.
1: Oh yeah, I'm definitely gonna uh, be intrigued in this game because Cam Newton has definitely been playing well. Um, he's four and one in his last five games, um, putting up 27 points a game, ten touchdowns, only three interceptions, and he's had six straight games with at least two plus touchdown passes. That's a career high for him. Um, yeah. Defense is playing well, too. They, um, they've they had 11 takeaways over this uh, five-game stretch. Tampa Bay gives up the most points in the NFL. Uh, you know, they're having turmoil at their quarterback as well. They just recently put uh, Fitzpatrick back in the game. They bench Winston, so I don't know who's going to start this game. Um, like I said, Carolina's been playing well, and it's at home as well. So I'm definitely going to take Carolina to continue their winning streak, and I'm going to predict the score to be 35-20 to 20
0: Carolina. Yeah, and I like Cam Newton. I mean, last week he threw for 219 yards, two TDs, um, pretty good. And then, I mean, even Christian McCaffrey had a solid game, but I like how they're using uh, Christian McCaffrey also just like in the passing game as well. He's getting those dump little passes to him. I think he's been a very, uh, very crucial piece for them just on their offense. So what are your thoughts on him?
1: Yeah, definitely. He's definitely been productive because that's that's the uh, the style that Carolina wants to play, run the ball. Because uh, Cam noons he's really a running back as well and a quarterback. He's a dual threat. So with the uh, paired up with McCaffrey, yeah, they're a one-two punch that can definitely move the ball.
0: Yeah, I like that. And uh, for also, what's his name? Caught back on the starting lineup, uh, the quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Fitzpatrick. Uh-huh. After that's gonna be interesting. So he, he's gonna be starting this game as well. Against the um, I have no,
1: I have no idea, actually. I haven't heard any word, but I would
0: think that he would because Jameis Winston was just so horrible the last game. Why would you go back to him? <laughs> that is so crazy, man. It's like the toss up of the quarterback. Like, who wants to keep this job? Like, oh, well, let's give it to this guy. Let's give this guy another shot. Like, you know, Fitzpatrick well, a-
1: definitely, definitely moves the ball. So I think they have yeah. the best chance with him, but they just give up too many points. They're giving up 33 points a game. The defense is just.
0: Horrible. I mean and I then it, they didn't make any move they didn't make any big offseason. I mean uh trade not moves. That's not what, at all. That's what's interesting. You're like you're like in the middle of things and you don't make any moves.
1: I mean sometimes teams just you know they, they're scared to make moves. Um and you know they just stand
0: pat to see how the season turns out. Yeah. But that's interesting. We'll move on. Yeah. So we'll move on to the next game. Uh, we got the Kansas City Chiefs, who are 7-1. I um, mm. argue, argue like, the second best team in the NFL. And also you got the Cleveland Vans, who are 2-5-1. The big thing on this is, um, I know you and David talked about this, but I'm surprised this team didn't make any uh, push for getting defensive players on their team, the mm-hmm. Chiefs. That's yeah. the big thing. I'm like, look, we know how powerful you guys' offense is, but come playoff time, when you, you're you facing the Tom Brady's, you're facing, you know, the whoever comes out uh, from your uh, you guys' um, conference and stuff, it's going to be tough when you, if you can't slow them down.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, we talked about that because uh, they would have been a likely team to get Ha-Ha Clint Dix if Green Bay was dangling them out there like bait. You know, um, Kansas City possibly could have teamed to jump on him uh, to fill their secondary position, but – um, it's interesting about this game, Gio. I don't know if you remember this game. Do you remember when, uh, Patrick Mahomes and Baker Mayfield played in college?
0: Yes. Yes. I remember this was a high scoring game. It was intense. Uh, they went, I don't remember who won, but I remember there was like record shattering, breaking yeah, they, all these numbers, statistics and all that stuff.
1: Yeah. They both combined for over a thousand yards total in that game. Wow. Um, Baker ended up winning that game with Oklahoma. I think the score was like 48 to 45. Like it, they, it was ridiculous. Like it wasn't no defense. So mm-hmm. it's just interesting to see, you know, these guys play their first rookie starts. They're playing each other. Um, they know each other very well. Like I said, through college. Um far as uh, Cleveland, um, they're going to have some turmoil. They just fired their head coach. Offensive coordinator is gone. So Baker Mayfield is going to be definitely – uh, doing things differently. You know, he's going to hear a different voice now when he comes to work. And I just think it's too much going on there, even though I still think Cleveland has a lot of potential, man, because their defense, they're leading the league in takeaways. So they, they can get mm-hmm. after you and, you know, make turnovers. But they also lead the league in sacks allowed. Baker Mayfield's the most sack quarterback. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a, you know, give or take with them. You know, either they're going to turn the ball over, or they're going to throw an interception, or they're going to mess it up somehow. But all in all, like I said, um, Cleveland, I don't think they're they are ready to win right now. Uh, Kansas City, of course, the best offense in the league. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, What more can we say about him? Seven straight games with 300 yards pass and 26 touchdowns. So all in all, I'm definitely going to take Kansas City to win this game. And I'm going to say the
0: score is going to be 30 to possibly 17. 30 to 17. Yeah, no, I like this game as well. It should be a fun one. I do have uh, the Chiefs winning as well, uh, but I get what you're saying. It could it could be a shootout because the Chiefs' defense at times, you know, can let can let you can let you come back. And mm-hmm. you know, we've yeah. seen we've seen it with we've seen it with the Chargers as well, especially if you can chuck the ball. Uh, but we'll move on to the next game. We got the New York Jets. They travel down the, to South Beach to go uh, play against the Miami Dolphins, who are in four and four. Um, is uh Ryan Tannehill back or is it still uh? I think it's still Brock. Is it still Brock Osweiler? Yeah, I, bu- I believe so. Yeah. Uh, so talk talk to me about this game.
1: Uh, Miami. Um, coming off a loss against Houston, of course. Uh, they're coming back home. Um, like I said, both of these teams are they they know each other very well. They're pretty much even. They're in the same division. Um, the Jets. Uh, their defense is pretty good. You know, I think they're third in takeaways, so they do get after the quarterback and can cause turnovers. Um, Miami's 31st in time of possession. So they're usually three and out, especially like I said, Brock Osweiler, um, backup quarterback. Um, I just think he's came back down to reality. Mm -hmm. And I think the Jets need a win considering they just came out for loss as well. So I'm going to take the Jets to go in and take Miami down. And I believe the score is going to be 23 to 21,
0: New York Mm -hmm. Jets. Twenty one. That's a close one right there.
1: Yeah, okay, it's gonna be yeah. close.
0: Got a close.
1: But also, Jets, um the field goal kicker, Myers, mm-hmm. he leads the league. He leads the league in field goal uh attempts. Made. Oh no, mate. Oh, made? I, I think he leads in made. No Crosby. Mason Crosby leads in, in uh, attempts, but he leads it with mates. I think he has eighteen,
0: Crosby has seventeen, so Oh that's that's always a good stat to a good uh, stat to have on your side. <laughs> yeah the mate instead of the attempts.
1: Yeah, so he they're he's leading the league, so it could come down to a field goal, Jets win, you know. Solid.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. So next game we got we got the Detroit Lions. They go visit uh the Minnesota Vikings. I feel this would be a very interesting. The Detroit Lions are three and four. Minnesota Vikings are four three and one. Um who do you like on this game? Um
1: I'm gonna take Minnesota since they're at home. Um coming off a loss against the Saints. I think, you know, they'll bounce back. I don't see Detroit making any noise, especially in that division, because you do have Minnesota, you have Chicago, and also Green Bay as well. So I think Detroit's at the bottom half of that division. Um, they give up more points than they score, and you know my philosophy on that. Geo, they're mm-hmm. giving twenty-seven points a game, but they only score twenty-four. So all that said, Minnesota's first and third-down conversions, um, and they also can get you off the field. I think they're top five in third down defense, you know, three and out. So all that said, I'm going to take Minnesota to win this divisional game against Detroit. I'm going to say the score is going to be 27 to 21.
0: 27 to 21. I like that. This can going to be a good one. All right, so next game on the slate, we got the Falcons. We got the Atlanta Falcons who are three and four. Looked like they're starting to find some life there. Going up against the Washington Redskins, um, because who is that, Didn't they pick up uh Ha Ha Clinton Dix, the Redskins? Yes, Washington did. Yes, they did. That is a that is a big pickup. That is a very big pickup. It is a big uh, pickup so for them in the defense, and it looks like they're going all in this year with a pickup like that. Um, talk to me about these two teams. Well, I'm definitely
1: taking Washington because I believe that that pickup is going to make dividends in that secondary. 'Cause you do know that him and uh Swearinger are their top safeties, you know, in the league right now, according to uh Football Pro. So mm-hmm. me and David talked about that on the podcast. So it's ironic that they both paired now, teammates. So the oh, defense yeah. should the defense should be very good. Um they're only giving them nineteen points a game, so they're already were decent. Um, Washington's second in time of possession, so they run the ball, control the clock. And um you they're they're funny because if they run for over 150 yards, they're undefeated this year So wow. if they run for less than that less than 100 yards they lose so all that said, um Atlanta giving up 30 points a game I think their mm-hmm. defense is pretty hindered with the injuries that they have Washington's at home So all the favor is to Washington with me and mm-hmm. plus I don't like the Falcons. So I probably wouldn't <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna go with Washington
0: I'm gonna say the score is gonna be thirty-one to twenty. Washington 31, thirty-one to twenty. I like this. He's like, All right, noted he does not like the Falcons. I don't but one. I, mean,
1: I, mean, <laughs> I mean you're gonna give
0: up a twenty
1: eight to three lead in the Super Bowl. I mean, I'm never I'm not even a Falcons fan. And I can Oh never
0: man, oh man, he's right, right opening up some wounds, are we? <laughs>
1: yeah, I I'm not gonna get over that. I, I didn't like him at first anyway. But yeah. when they did that, I mean, it's no coming back from that. I mean,
0: I'm not going to like you. That is, that is very tough. But I do know one team you do like, and that is the Houston Texans. And they faced the Broncos. And you guys just got an incredible pickup on the receiver. And he goes by DT, DeMarius Thomas. Talk to me about this game. You get traded, and the next game you play is a team that just traded you. How does that happen?
1: I mean, I don't know. You can't even write this story. This is going to be very, very interesting um, to see how they implement him in the offense. Um, Like I said, we needed him. That was a good trade. We needed to plug that hole considering we lost Fuller last uh, game with the ACL. Uh, I think Watson should be happy. He has another target he can throw to. Damaris is a very good possession receiver. You know, he catches his in tight spots. Mm -hmm. You know, he can come across the field. So that'll help up free deandre hopkins Um, so secondaries won't try to double team him Um, houston's been playing very well man we're on a five game winning streak of course uh jj the defense has been playing well i think he's tied for second with sacks now um we're like top five in a third down uh defense so we're getting teams off the field and uh watson's been playing well considering he has this collapsed lung he's still dealing with they said he could fly to Denver now instead of riding the bus. So I guess it's he's healing up pretty uh, well for them. Mm-hmm. So Denver, um, I don't see Denver mustering up enough points to overtake us. Uh, Case Keenum, I don't have any faith in him. Um, but uh, the defense is pretty solid. You know, they're second uh, in sacks with 24. They get after the quarterback. But all in all, if I think Deshaun Watson can – be elusive, get out the pocket, make plays. I think he can get away from the rush and make something happen. So, yeah, I th- I'm going to take, the course. Go No, was go that? ahead. Go ahead. I'll let you finish. Uh, oh, no. I was going to take, like I said, take Houston, of course, mm-hmm. my home team. And I think it's going to be closer than people think, though. I'm going to say the score is going to be 22 to 18 because our field goal kicker is second in the
0: league with makes. Mm. So, I think it'll come down to maybe a field, field goal. goal. So, I'm going to say 22. 20- 18. Houston. I like that. And one thing I was gonna say, I've, I just to pick up the Thomas. Um, it's gonna open up, like you said, open up a lot of things. But it's gonna also gonna give uh, Deshaun Watson a cushion to be able to throw that that ball in those tight spots because that big body. And you can also count count on the hands of Demarius Thomas. And when I first saw mm-hmm. this, I was surprised. I was like, what, Demarius Thomas? And I was like, this is like the perfect one-two punch uh, for receiver receiver duo. And this is only going to expand your guys' offense, hopefully. I don't know how you guys have been doing the last few weeks on the red zone, um, but hopefully this oh, – been, been very good. Very good? Okay, okay. That's what i like to hear because I know yeah. since uh, I've been able to cover the World Series, I haven't had a chance to check you guys out. But um, that's where I think DT is going to help you guys out a lot as well in that red zone. I agree. That- I definitely agree with that, Gio. Because that big body right there, I mean, you can – Spread him out. You can put him even like the tight tight end, like run some tight end type of plays for him in the red zone, and he, he's gonna mm-hmm. to cast the ball definitely. And then you or you can just go one on one to DeAndre uh, DeAndre Hopkins, and it's just like it's just gonna make 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 a lot more defenses respect you guys in the offensive And, and you can also, I mean, I know Deshaun Watson, he his, his lung, he probably won't run as much, but it's gonna make them respect you guys a little bit more.
1: Yep, I completely agree with all you said.
0: <laughs> Solid. All right, so we'll move on to the next game. We got the Chargers. They go on to visit the Seattle Seahawks this weekend. Uh, this could, this should be a good matchup. You got the Chargers who are five and two. The Seahawks are bouncing back. They're four and three. They're starting to look. Uh, they're starting to look like looked like they found some life over there. Uh, talk to me about this game.
1: This is going to be a good game. Mm-hmm. Um, Seattle's been playing well. Um, the last five games, they're four and one. Also, Russell Wilson's been playing. Extremely, extremely good. Uh, eleven touchdowns, only one pick. Um, the defense has, has eleven takeaways, only one giveaway, and they've only allowed 16 points in their, uh, these last five games. So, Seattle's definitely changed the uh, the, the way that they've been playing. Um, I think the mentality is uh, we're just going to run the football because they have a running back now over there that can, you know, keep Russell Wilson honest to where you know play actions and different things like that. Um, the Chargers. They've been playing very well as well. And uh, like I say, they can control the ball. Um, They're 60% on third downs last year. I mean, last game, I'm sorry. So they were able to keep the time of possession, control the offense. And Phillip Rivers has been playing very well. And I think they're stacked on all three phases of their team. So this is going to be a close Mm -hmm. game. And it could go either Mm -hmm. way. But since Seattle is at home, I'm going to lean towards them. But don't be surprised if the Chargers win Mm -hmm. this game. But for now, I'm going to take Seattle. And I'm going to take a close one, 27 to 20. Yeah. Seattle.
0: I even think it could be closer than that. I think it could be like 27 to 24. Like, um, because these two teams are so, so good. And see, I mean, the Seahawks are so good at home. And they just bounce back because they look like, once the when they played the Rams, I was like, "Wow, what is going on?" Because I was expecting the Rams to just like blow them away, but they they played, they found some life in that game, and I think since that game, they've just been having all this momentum, and it's um, mm-hmm. it's good to see that because uh, I mean they've I mean, they've had some recent struggles, and I like Russell Wilson; he's a he's a pretty cool dude. Um, But, uh, yeah, no, that's actually – I'm excited to see this game. This is going to be one of the games I am definitely going to look forward to this weekend. Yeah, I'm definitely going to watch this game. And then – so, we'll move on to the next game. we got the Los Angeles Rams. We're going to visit the 6-1 New Orleans Saints. I think this is – before you get your take, I think this is going to be a very tough game for the Rams because they're going to go into that dome. They're going to go visit Sean Payton. They're going to go visit Drew Brees. And Drew Brees, we know how good he is at home. And I know they picked up. Uh, who, who's the guy that the, the, the Rams picked up? Um, yeah, that was a real. That's a really good pickup to help help the, the. I mean, this already stacked defense with the Rams, but I want to see. I really want to see because we know how good Drew Bees is, is at pick ten defenses apart, especially in the dome. Mm-hmm. So I think this is gonna be a very close game, and I wouldn't be surprised if the if the Rams get their first loss this season. Because I think this is going to be a very, oh, J- very, t- very tough game. Oh, you can, you, can, you
1: can go to Vegas with this one. <laughs> Yeah. This is going to be the
0: I'm
1: predicting it because Drew Brees is playing lights out. He possibly could be the MVP right now. But whoever wins this game is going to be in the front running for the MVP mm-hmm. because and Goff have been playing well, and you also have Gurley. Mm-hmm. So all three of those players are going to be very, very interesting to see how they perform this game. But like I just said, I'm going to take the Saints because they are at home. Drew Brees is completing 77% of his passes, which is first in the league. Um, they are fifth in time of possession. Uh, they're third in scoring, but the Rams are also uh, third in, uh, fourth in uh, scoring as well, point score 33. They're number one in rushing. Mm-hmm. The Saints are number one in rush defense. No. <laughs> they're only giving us 74 rushing yards a game. So that's going to be the collision right there. Who's going to stop them from Mm -hmm. running? Make the Rams one-dimensional. you got to stop what they're good at and make them beat you somewhere else. So I believe that the Saints are going to find the Rams to get them off track, make make some timely turnovers, and I'm going to predict the New Orleans Saints to give the Rams their first loss. And I'm Mm going to say the score is going to be 28
0: twenty six, mm. the New York 26 Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised even if the score was a little higher, like in the thirties. I could see the score being in the thirties. Um, yeah, it could be I, if they but... light it up. You'd be seeing like a thirty point game. But yeah, um, this is this game in the Bronco game was like, when they played the Broncos. I was like just traveling because I mean this mm-hmm. is I mean they could be chasing this so if they beat the Saints at home. then I'm like okay. Then you can start. Then you can start talking about potentially how how long how far will they go until get they get a loss? Because yeah, and I think uh, Green Bay
1: exposed them a yep. little bit. Oh um, yeah,
0: they, they,
1: yeah, they definitely exposed them. I think the Saints are going to look at that. Um, they're going to look at that tape, and they're going to find some ways to gash them, get some good plays. Because the Rams, they have trouble with the uh the deep mm-hmm. ball, so they can throw that deep ball. So if they can come up with some plays to trick them and um. Jump on them real quick. If they can jump on them quick, they're going to mm-hmm.
0: win. So I remember, I'm predicting Drew Brees to have a good game and uh, give the Rams their first loss. Yeah, uh, I'm not. That's, I mean, I'm a Rams fan. I'm not too far. It's not too far fetched in my mind either. Um, <laughs> but yeah, all right. So we'll move on. We just you just mentioned the Packers. They go on to face Tom Brady. Um, this is always a great uh, quarterback duel. You know, you got this Sunday night. You know, prime time. Tom Brady versus uh, Aaron Rodgers. The thing to me was interesting is that the 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 Packers didn't they weren't buying they were selling in this trade uh in this trade deadline. What were your thoughts on that?
1: Um, well, Ty Montgomery, you saw that coming. Mm-hmm. He's either going to get cut or get traded, so they were just luckily to find someone that could give them a deal and they could get some for him. So I think the writing was on the wall with that one. But the Ha-Ha Dicks was that was very head scratching because mm-hmm. um, he, like I said, he was a productive player and me and David were talking about it, and we came to the conclusion that it might have been a salary thing to where they possibly couldn't pay him next year. So instead of just letting him go as a free agent, let's try to get some for him. Mm. So I think that was the mentality on that one because they just signed Aaron Rodgers to a huge deal, so it's not going to be that much money left to play your top players you know, mm-hmm. from years to come.
0: So I just think that was probably one of those things. Looking that, into that the future, like looking into the future yeah. opposed to now. Okay, I get it. But still you but, got um, Aaron Rodgers though. You got <laughs> You ain't giving. I mean, you're you, right. You still got Aaron Rodgers. Like that's the only thing I'm like, you're not like trying to help this guy? Like, you know how much he's yeah. done?
1: We were talking about that earlier. I think I think him and McCarthy are bumping heads to where it's getting uneasy over there. Yeah. And he possibly either McCarthy's going to go or Rodgers is going to go and and who and we all know that coaches go first. Yeah. We, that might be something to look forward to in the future to see how long – and McCarthy's on the hot seat, you know. But as far as this game, I'm definitely going to take the Patriots at home. Um, the numbers are just too stacked against uh, the Packers. Uh Patriots have scored 38 points in the four of their last five games. Um am threw 300 yards three times. Um, like I said, uh, the, the Packers, uh, they give up – they lost three of the last five, mm-hmm. and they give up a lot of they got a good pass defensive team. Jason um, Crosby, like I said, he's leading the team in points. So if your field goal kicker is leading your lead your team in points, it's kind of bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the Patriots definitely control this game. And plus, Tom Brady wants to be a better quarterback because it's always going talk of who's better, Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. If you want my opinion, statistically, Aaron Rodgers is better, but he just never had a consistent defense mm-hmm. to help mm-hmm. him. You no know one. Brings up that argument with Tom Brady. You know he may be the more accomplished quarterback, but Bill Belichick has always made sure he had a decent defense with Tom yep. Brady. So, all that said, I don't want to go off on a tangent. I'm going to take the Patriots to beat Green Bay, and I think the score is going to be 34 to
0: 17. Yeah. No. And you actually, and a uh, funny thing they mentioned, I mentioned that. No, I saw this quote. Um, I don't know the word for word, but it was saying that. Pretty much what you just said. Tom Brady said that Aaron Rodgers is way more talented than me, and he even going on to say, "I saw it like on uh, I think Bleacher Report reported, but it was like he if he had Bill Belichick or he was in this offense, he'd be having like five thousand yard, five thousand a year career game or seasons or something crazy like that." Uh, but it just also shows the respect that Brady has for Rodgers too, which is pretty cool to see. But uh, but yeah, so we'll move on to the next game that we have here. Final game on the slate, we got the uh, Tennessee Titans. They go on to visit the Dallas Cowboys over there in Arlington. I did have an opportunity to check out that stadium. It's pretty sweet. It's pretty insane, especially that big scoreboard. Um, we got two teams at three and four, and they're bouncing. I mean, they're battling for life uh, for this, I mean, in hopes of postseason. And we just also earlier, we mentioned that the Cowboys, they finally got a receiver uh, you know, somewhat of a big name receiver, Amari Cooper, who hasn't been having a good year with the Raiders. Now he comes over here. Now they put him in place. Now they I guess, quote unquote, the Cowboys can't say they don't have a receiver. Uh, this is a receiver that everybody knows, but I don't know if it's the receiver that's going to help them win. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what, what um, is, what's your take on it? Um,
1: I agree. I think the move was to see what Dak Prescott has. Mm-hmm. Um, because everybody's using the excuse he doesn't have a number one receiver so let's go get him a number one receiver and see if things change so i think that was the philosophy on that but that's a pretty big expensive Mm
0: -hmm. receiver as well do you think they were kind of yeah do you think it was kind of a desperate move by the cowboys yeah i think it was definitely because philly made
1: moves well i mean i'm pretty sure this was before the trade deadline but I'm just thinking that Jerry Jones had some hindsight to where he knew that Washington was on his tail. They were going to improve. Uh, Philly wasn't going to stay the same. They were probably going to make a move. So he had to still compete. You know, Mm -hmm. this America's team, like I said, they're the most talked about team on sports television. Mm -hmm. I mean, anything the Cowboys do, they talk about. Mm -hmm. So Jerry Jones knows that. So he wants to stay relevant. So I think it was a desperate move. And like I said, it's to prove to see if Dak is really the quarterback for the future. Mm -hmm. As um, far as the game, though, the defense is better than the offense for the Cowboys. So I think the defense is going to win this game against Tennessee because Tennessee's 30th in points. You know, they're 30th in yards per game. Um, they're giving up 18 points a game, only scoring 15. So I don't think that they'll be able to uh, move the ball against the Cowboys. Um, they're at home as well. Cowboys get after the quarterback. Um, they're like top five in sacks. So um, if they can control the ball, Ezekiel, you know, control the run game keep the Titans on the field, tire them out, time of possession. Mm -hmm. They should be able to um, win this game easily. And I'm going to pick the Cowboys, even though I don't like picking them. That's just a personal (laughs) thing. But I'm not biased, Mm -hmm. so I'm going to take the team that I feel is better, and I feel the Cowboys are better. So I'm going to say the score is going to be 26 to
0: 12. Did you say 26 to 12? 26 to 12. Okay. Sorry. Kind of I just cut off there. Yeah. Uh, just kind of my last take on that. I, I don't think Amari Cooper is the answer for them. I just don't think, I think you need to add another receiver or cause who do they got? They got Cole Beasley. Uh, who's the guy from the Jacksonville Jaguars that came over from them. Um, what, uh, what, um, uh, I forgot. Hearns. Hearns right? Yeah. Alan Hearns. Hearns? Yeah. Is that what yeah. You? Alan Hearns. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't really think – I know. I think he's going to help them, but I don't really think he's a solution. And I know they needed a receiver, but I don't know. We'll have to see. I just – I don't really have a feeling that he, he's the receiver for them. I think they're going to have to add another piece to it. Because, um, you know, because uh, just – Jason – I haven't even kept up with the Cowboys, but this Jason, Jason Wayne doesn't even play with them anymore, does he? No, he's a yeah. uh, – he's commentary now.
1: <laughs> yeah, but, exactly.
0: So I'm just like – I'm trying to think of like – like, I'm trying to think when, like, in the Romo days, like, they had, um, they had like, uh, someone they can rely on. They don't have a – you know, you can always count on, uh, you know, that tight end for them. Like, you know, but the Cowboys, they don't have a person that they can, like, third down, third and five. Okay, we're going to run this play. They just don't have that. And I don't know if uh, Mario Cooper is the guy for them. That's my my two cents on that. No, I don't, I don't say it was a
1: desperate move. I mean, who's, who's the – who knows what's going to happen tomorrow i mean i don't think that's the answer like you said they have way more issues than just mm-hmm. him but the defense like
0: i said i think the defense can hold and um pull out their victory for them cool solid well we're gonna wrap things up let's finish this up here for Pick'em style lj miss one we'll see how you do this uh this week let the people know where they can follow you at, lj uh
1: they can follow me on twitter at lj from houston at lj from the h um, I put up the content as for as my Texans, um, the Rockets. You know, I'm Houston based. So, all the sports knowledge you want to know for far as the news, highlights for the Texans and the Rockets, y'all can hit me up on Twitter at LJ from Houston, at LJ from the 8th.
0: That's it, guys. And you guys can follow me at Giro Garcia LA. Make sure to check everything we have on the social media platforms. Be sure to share this podcast with your friends. So, that's going to wrap things up. LJ, this is Jill. We'll catch you guys next episode. Peace. Allah.